While we're trying so hard to be bigger, bolder versions of ourselves, we can't ever forget the art of being human. Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. And today, I just want to roll in the mud a little bit and get dirty. (laughs) Um, It seems like such a silly way to describe this uh, story that I want to talk to you about today, but it's as real as it gets. And I was thinking recently about my days as a mental health therapist, and there were two common experiences that I would hear about and talk to clients about. And the first would be after I would work with someone who was incredibly depressed and hopeless and lacking motivation for a while, they would start to get better. They would start to see the light. Days would get easier. The suffering and struggle wasn't as hard. And inevitably, the client would come in, look me dead in the eye and be like, I'm so pissed at you. I'm so angry. I'm so mad. I can't even see straight. And of course, the first time or two this happened, I'd be confused and be like, wait, what did I do? What did I do? And then ultimately, they'd settle into themselves a little bit and tell me, I I didn't know how gra- how green the grass was on the other side. I didn't know that life could be this good, that I would be able to be social again, that I could laugh again, I could enjoy things, that for even a day, two days, I could forget about my problems for a while. I've been sitting on the other side of the fence for so long, I didn't know that it could be better and that it could be get- it could be good, and I got used to it not being good. And now it's good again. And life is good and easy. And I'm not scared all the time. And I'm not stressed or anxious and second guessing myself all the time. So now, Heather, yes, I'm pissed because now I have something to lose. It's such a a common thing if you think about it, right? Like it makes so much sense that when you get used to things being hard, when you get used to the struggle, when you get used to suffering and suddenly you don't have to anymore, that freedom feels really uncomfortable. It can almost feel bad in a way because it just requires you to get outside of your comfort zone and lean into vulnerability in a really big way. Because it's absolutely true that once you emerge from hard, once you get out of your hard time, once you start to see what life on the sunny side of the street can be like, of course, at some point in time, it is inevitable that life is going to sucker punch you again, that you're going to have a bad day, that you're going to show up, be totally present and get kicked to the curb on the side of the road. It kind of happens. That's what life is. And I know I talked to you guys about that last week, but that's what this thing is called life. It's filled with the ups and the downs. And some of the people I talk to and work with over the years are going to have a harder time with it because mental health conditions like depression and anxiety or surviving trauma will get in the way of that. But it's also part of the human condition, the ups and the downs. The next thing that often happens with people after they've recovered from a tough time, after they've gotten out of the dark, so to speak, they have a bad day. They 
get the Sunday blues. They don't feel like getting out of bed on a particular day. They have social plans, but they decide to cancel them. And inevitably, they come in and they would tell me, Heather, it's happening again. I'm depressed again. It's coming back. The gray cloud is coming back. Here it is again. And I would often have to remind people that even when you get better, people with good positive mental health, people with good, strong, healthy mindsets are going to have a bad day. It's not a relapse. It's not a step backwards. It's part of being human. We get dirty every once in a while. We get stuck in the mud and we have to figure out what's going on, find our way out, clean ourselves off, and get on with it. And so often, I think the first time we lose motivation, the first time we have a crisis of confidence, we start second-guessing ourselves. We think, oh, there it is. It's a step backwards. Why we go into this diagnostic summary of who we are and what we're up to as soon as we hit a fork in the road, I'm not really sure. But I do know and I do believe it does our it does an incredible disservice. It tarnishes our story and it creates a new story that's full of BS that we can't be human. That if we have a bad day, there's something wrong with us. If we're not feeling positive, if we're wondering why the heck we're doing anything anymore, that's suddenly a sign in some way that we're taking a step backwards. When it's it's just, that's not the story. That's not the version of events. We're just in a moment of being totally real, totally present, and totally human. Why did I start to talk to you guys about this today? (laughs) Because, of course, I had my own moment of being human last week and even over the weekend, and I wanted to tell you a little bit about it and walk you through it. My husband and I had a dinner date with other couples uh, this past week. It was, um, you know, our architect, our realtor, and a couple of other and their spouses, And we all just got together to kind of celebrate the purchase of the house, the start of the new redesign project. But honestly, it was the first kind of social gathering my husband and I have had without each, like, you know, with anybody besides ourselves in a really long time because we just moved here and we don't really know a lot of people. And I recognize going to the dinner. I was a little anxious, like, oh, I hope they like us. I hope we have things to talk about. You know, the normal everyday things that people think and feel when they're going to a dinner with people they don't know very well. Within five minutes of the dinner, we happened to learn that one of the couples there got married in 95. My first thought was like, crap, I graduated high school in 94. Are they going to be interested in us? Are they going to feel like they're kind of, you know, at dinner with their friends' kids or something? Are they going to be interested in us or they're going to wonder what the heck they're doing there? And suddenly, immediately, this crisis of confidence happened where I just wondered what the heck I was doing there. And then as the meal progressed and we're talking and we're laughing and it seems to be going well, all signs that my original story was BS, that it was just insecure, you know, nonsense that I could brush off, forget about and ignore, I 
had another voice enter my head, and it was the am I talking too much voice, because as you guys have probably known who listen to my show, I can fill up an hour talking nonstop without anyone else talking back. So I, you know, at dinner when people are asking questions and then they're asking follow-up questions, so it's still me talking, I got super self-conscious, super insecure, and I could just feel like this moment of like, do I belong here? Like what they must be thinking of me. And I'm not usually somebody who worries about what people think. It was completely unfamiliar to me and I wanted to crawl out of my skin. And in that, and in the the minutes after, I found myself having to talk myself down, have a glass of water, And just kind of settle into the conversation, listening to other people, learning about other people, and letting the meal progress, and just ignoring the inner critic in my head. The next day, I couldn't let it go. I found this like bubbling in my stomach, this like odd anxiety, which again, pretty unfamiliar to me. And immediately I was like, what is going on? How have I suddenly become somebody who cares what people think? And it was this immediate moment of like, duh, like you don't know anybody here. Of course it matters if the first people you're meeting like you, when might you meet new people? And it's completely normal for the circumstance at hand. And these people invited you to dinner. They already knew you. They got to choose how they spent a free evening and they chose to spend it with you. And I was able to talk myself down from the ledge, but it was such a moment of humanity. There was nothing wrong with it. It wasn't a step back in my confidence building. It was just a normal reaction to a new event. And so often that's what our inner critic is. That's what our anxiety is. That's what our second guessing, our doubting, our feels of failure, our fears of rejection come down to is their normal reactions to new events. And if we can normalize that a little bit, not stay there, not say it's totally okay to feel this way about myself and to have this story about myself, so I'm just going to go on my merry way, but to recognize it is a normal reaction to a new event, we can stop ourselves from diagnosing ourselves as a problem. Because as soon as we do that, as soon as we make our feelings and our reactions a problem, we need to solve or label it as something we're not supposed to think or feel, we're actually taking that step back because we're invalidating ourselves and our own experiences. When it's totally normal and natural to be nervous having dinner with people you've never met. Some people that's not a cue for being nervous, but then again, for some people getting on a podcast is the thing that would make them completely nervous and getting on a podcast doesn't make me nervous because now I'm used to it. We all get to have our things. We all get to have the moments of doubt and worry And it's not a sign that we've done something wrong. It's not some sort of story that we're no longer being positive, that we have to look at the sunny side of the street. We're having a reaction. And I think a lot of times when I see people in the struggle who are hurting, it's 
comes after a period of repeated invalidation, where either the outside world or their own inner critic have come back at them and said, no, there's something wrong with your thought or feeling. You shouldn't be reacting this way. They get shut down. They start to squash their inner experience, and then it bubbles up in all kinds of unfortunate, dysfunctional ways. And then if I hadn't learned the lesson well enough, it happened yesterday. Um, I had a really nice, good old-fashioned Southern California weekend where I got to be outside a lot. I got to cook food in my kitchen. My husband and I just really enjoyed one another. And just, we didn't have to do any weekend worrying on the house. We just got to enjoy being home and outside and in the yard. I, ironically, I went on a walk. <laughs> I didn't bring my phone and I got lost in my own neighborhood. But it was that like kind of just pleasant, relaxed, do what we want when we want kind of weekend. And yesterday I made us a nice meal, um, sitting down for dinner, and I could feel like tears prickling at the back of my eyes. And I could feel a rumbling in my belly again. And I know that feeling. I have haven't felt it in a really long time, but I knew exactly what was going on. And those of you listening probably know what I'm talking about too. Yesterday was Sunday and it was the Sunday blues. That feeling of, oh, I don't want to go back to work tomorrow. Oh my gosh, I have all this stuff to do. I have so many calls booked up this week. I have all these things I want to get done. There's this um, training I want to attend. There's these follow-up things I have to do. I still haven't looked at my YouTube channel that I want to get better at. And the list and the worry and the ticker tape started going right at the back of my eyes as I'm thinking about just trying to enjoy dinner. And again, it happened, right? Where the first thought is critical. The first thought is, oh my God, what are you doing having Sunday blues again? Like you finally built this job. You decided you would like it. What are you talking about? You don't want to go to work tomorrow. And it was such an immediate reaction. But again, like I was able to shut it down rather quickly because even though I love my job, even though I'm super proud of what I do, I'm obsessed with this podcast. I have such high regard for the clients I'm talking to this week, and I'm looking forward to helping them manage the challenges they're facing. It's still okay not to want to go to work. It's still okay to prefer relaxed time with my husband on a sunny weekend to, you know, slaving over a computer and looking at social media strategies. It's okay to not want to do it, and it doesn't mean I've suddenly made the wrong decision that suddenly I have to re-examine my business practices to feel it, figure out why I don't want to go to work on a Monday. Because again, it is normal and natural after a really nice time to not want that time and experience to end. It is normal to not feel like working sometimes. It doesn't mean that 
immediately you're building a life that isn't working out for you or that you were wrong about your dream. But every time I open my Facebook on a Monday morning, there is inevitably some entrepreneurial quote about going to crush it on Mondays. I knew I would get myself in the mood. I knew that a good workout in the morning and getting myself in my work clothes and getting ready in the mindset to really tackle my day, I would be fine. But it was that moment of second guessing. So what I want you guys to do and to think about here is to when you feel something uncomfortable, when it doesn't sit right, don't try to shove it aside immediately. Don't force it away. Don't judge yourself for having inconvenient thoughts or feeling inconvenient things. Allow those thoughts and feelings in. Look at them, embrace them, recognize them, normalize them. And then when you see the stuff that doesn't work for you, then you can stop, regroup, reprioritize, and look at a new story that you might want to tell yourself or a new way of thinking and a new perspective. But when you immediately tell yourself you're not supposed to think or feel something, you're setting yourself back and you're, you're becoming your own critic. You're becoming your own hater. And we don't get bigger or bolder when we're breaking ourselves down. That's not the way this works. We want to build ourselves up. We want to embrace the good and the bad. We want to work on holding both, on being our, a whole person, being present and mindful in our lives, in our skin, and in our bodies. And the only way we can do that is to recognize that sometimes we're going to feel insecure as anything and wonder what the heck we're doing in a certain situation. Sometimes we're going to feel like we want to do anything but go back to the dream job we supposedly built. And that is human. In the personal development space, there's so much focus on being positive, on being productive, on being efficient, on going for the next brass ring, on focusing on the higher goal, the next achievement we can have. And sometimes we just need to sit in the mud for 10 seconds, allow the dirt to stick before we brush it off, because that's what being human's about. We don't want to become caricatures of ourselves. We don't want to be wax figures because if we do that, we can't be all in on our lives, our businesses, or our relationships. We can't forget who we are, what makes our, ourselves tick, and we have to accept that a little bit. I hope I've given you something to think about as you go into your week. I hope you find some self-acceptance for yourself along the path. And if there's something that you just can't get past, something you keep tripping up on over and over again, do me a favor, write to me, find me over at heather at choose to have it all.com. Let me know what's on your mind, where you're struggling, where you're hurting, and I'd really love the opportunity to help. Thanks so much for joining me today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.